0: Check it out.
1: thought on Circle Drive and I'm coming to you live from the very tip top of Crawford Mountain and up here at the top of uh, Crawford Mountain I get a, I get a different perspective. I get a whole different view. I get a different, oh, I just see things different from up here. My perspective, vantage point from up here and I see a world that is just it just seems to be suffering suffer it to be so now yeah that's the First words Jesus says in red, suffer it to be so now. Of course, that's only half of the verse and doesn't really mean what you might think it means, but I always found it interesting that the first word in the King James Version that Jesus spoke was suffer say hi, (laughs) hello, I'm Jesus, nice to meet you, I came here to save your soul, but I guess people already, back then, they they knew who he was, before he was, was, I guess they knew he was coming, but I guess some of them didn't believe it was him, but hey, I'm just uh, rambling, I know that's kinda of how I am I'm Bentley Craig and come poke the bear at friendspanda.com. that's right I like to throw that in there every now and then poke the bear that's kinda of like we wanna do here at the Fringe Radio Network maybe course, I don't really like to poke anything. I'm gonna poke at, see if it's alive. I'm like, I don't even want to touch that. I don't know what I want to touch these days. Can't touch anything. Can't breathe. I'm surprised I made it through March, but I did. Thank you, God. But yeah seems like the world is suffering and it seems America is suffering like like crazy we're suffering so much everybody in the world is watching to see what we're gonna do next are we gonna have a race war Are we going to burn down the cities? Well, I'm not going to. And I doubt if you're listening to me that you are going to burn anything down. Of course, I was always told you play with fire and you'll pee your pants. I wonder if that's true. I'd like to maybe go talk to some arsonists that they actually caught. Ask them if they peed their pants. I don't really play with fire I can't remember really ever playing with fire but some people do and it does seem like the world is on fire half of the people or more than half I don't know all of the media or all over the mr. George Floyd's execution-slash-murder by some... I don't know... Is he really a police officer? That was a guy that had been doing that for a long time. And you know... That isn't the first time he's been out of line. I doubt that was his first time. Now I have uh, looked into Mr. George Floyd and though that police officer, that murderer I'm not even going to say his name. Yeah, it turns out he's sketchy in my opinion. I'm not going to go into it and talk about him. And it sounds like Mr. George Floyd, well, his personal life was his own personal life, and I'm not going to get on here and talk smack about a man that was murdered, and I don't know, most of the world's probably seen that video. I personally haven't watched that video. Like I told you, my friend, who knows? He watched it with his wife she knows and uh, and they told me how disturbing it was and like I said he, he knows disturbing and I know my buddy and so I didn't need to watch it I may have been one of the few people not to watch it and I'm glad I haven't cause it sounds like whoever watched it Really got angry. Well. I don't want to sound like a. a butthole but. I'm kind of glad people got angry. But. On the other hand. I'm not trying to discount Mr. George. At all. It's a shame what happened to him. Of course. But there's lots of other people. That's been like that. That's been murdered by police oh yeah you can bet that there's been some creepy police officers in this nation and every nation America is not the only one with creepy shady policemen but you know what we got creepy shady people in every position in every place of business everywhere cuz sometimes people are just creepy and shady You know, they're sociopaths, narcissistic people, and there's all kinds of craziness and and shadiness that goes on with people, and they're everywhere. Now, I don't think they make up a huge percent of the population, Of course, you know, the creepy and shady people, you know, like sociopaths and psychopaths and narcissistic people, extreme narcissistic, or I guess even if you're just a little bit narcissistic, you're shady. But there are a certain percentage of the population. There's no way we're going to get rid of those people. Now, some of the New World Order type people, the liberals... They'd like to see us become machines or whatever and gene-edited and our DNA. They'd like to get in there and poke around and change us and take those kind of tendencies out of us. Oh, yeah. But those also, those people like to go for certain kinds of jobs certain kinds of positions where they get to do that you know in the police force they they try to vet they take tests and try to get those kind of people out you know nobody really wants them you know I don't but if you're in that percentage of people that is one of those a sociopath a psychopath a narcissistic person and all the other ones You are still gonna have those numbers and you might get higher of those numbers in some jobs because it's easier for people like that to move ahead. Like me, I don't have an in me to beat somebody if I have them down. you know if I think if I had somebody with handcuffs on, that would probably be the end of me needing to touch them at all. But I've never been a police officer. Nope. Nope, never really had a desire to become a police officer. Well, maybe I did have a desire, but I thought about it for a minute. And I've always had friends that were at the fringe of civilization. These people walked the line between criminal and normal. You know, but their criminalness was normal where I came from. But they, there was lines that they wouldn't cross. You know, they may have done some illegal things, but they wouldn't want to do everything that was illegal. Murder, beat, arson, extortion. You know, that wasn't going to happen. But still, they were doing things that were, you know, on the books, illegal. And they were my friends. And I believe people should be able to do what they want. What's the use to having freedoms if people are going to make laws on it? Like me, if I was in charge, you could do pretty much whatever you want. Keep your hands to yourself. Don't touch anybody, of course. Try to collar in between the lines. You can use whatever crayons you want. But we got lots and lots of laws. But what we got also is... We've got... All the riots going on right now, the looting. Of course, that's just the way I look at it. I call them riots and looting. Some people call it, you know, uh, aggressive protesting. See, these people, they do, they love to change definitions of the words. But what can we do you know like I said that is an evil cop and we know that they're evil everywhere and we're complaining about those guys for getting away with it but let's not forget that they're just a certain percentage they're not a high percentage that cop that murdered Mr. George Floyd he there's a lot of other people that are good in the police force you know I can't give an example because we we don't hear about those guys very often obviously one of those guys wasn't standing around that cop those three cops that sit there and watch that are kinda you know they're wrong for standing there and ignoring that I watched a different video when George was in the car well I was told it was George in the car and it looked like uh, one of the cops was being pretty aggressive with him I don't know what was going on but it looked like he was doing something I couldn't see what was going on you know maybe he was tickling him I don't know I would probably bet that he was smacking him around but I don't know I couldn't see but what I did see was one of his fellow officers standing outside of it looking really casual like he had his <clears throat> casual Joe shoes on or something it was it was kind of disturbing to see how casual that other cop was like i said i didn't watch the killing the murder of mr. George you know what I, I, I do know I remember a police officer in my hometown who was an awesome awesome guy and he died of some natural something craziness you know he was in his 30s and died just all of a sudden And he was a super duper policeman. Yeah, I mean, that guy was so good, he made up for 20 of the one that murdered someone. I know that don't make any sense, but that guy was a real good policeman, and he he was the ideal kind, in my opinion. You know, maybe he had some creepy shady things, but I never saw him, heard about him or anything. But I did see him doing, you know, because actions speak louder than words, and this guy's actions were good. Unlike Mister Actions that we saw murdering, you know, his actions, and when you look into him, you see a bunch of his actions. You know, the fact that he was still on force and could was able to murder a person is should be like his bosses and his. Fellow policemen, they knew that guy. They knew he should never, ever, ever had a badge on. But yet, they allowed him to clock in and out every day. Probably get overtime and run flim flamming on his hours and things like that. Of course, that's just my opinion. I don't really know the guy personally. But his actions and the things that I could find out about him you know completely utterly disturbing and you know I looked into Mr. George and the things I found about him I was I'll say I was <clears throat> surprised you know because there, there's a lot of good about that guy there really is he he was an advocate his city and the youth yes he was and he did some things and uh, I don't think they were illegal some of the things he was doing they were a little uh, risque but you know it's also none of my business and uh, I've known people who've done things like that, so I don't really have a problem with it. You know, maybe uh, I might be jealous that I couldn't have done some of the jobs he got to do and got paid for. (laughs) But we're not going to go into making that guy look bad. No. But, yeah, cops have... uh, taking advantage of their situation and their position but you know what a lot a lot a lot a lot of people have and like these uh these looters and rioters oh they're taking advantage themselves too you know I, I don't agree with it man people say whatever they want but that's not how you act that's how I wasn't taught to act that way And be honest with you, I'm gonna be honest with you, deep down inside of me, I'm just like those rioters, and those looters, yeah, I think there's a lot, a lot of violence in me, that I'm capable of, but guess what, that's not how you're supposed to act. That's not right. It's not good to encourage them to act that way. It's not being adult. You know, I've one of the worst videos I saw was that that little girl was like nine years old. Now, normally, like I said, I don't like to touch people. I think you know it's wrong. But I would have liked to slap both of her parents in the back of the head and say, What are you thinking? The same way I would slap a 10-year-old boy in the back of his head before he did something stupid. You know, what are you thinking? What is wrong with you taking a 9-year-old child to a riot? That wasn't a demonstration. Oh, man. If my dad would've done something like that and my his mom would've found out, my mama, she'd've slapped him in the face with a frying pan. going have seen her hit him in the head with a frying pan. So I know how she would've reacted to her son taking his son at 10. Well, who does something like that? What? Well, see, that's... Those are the kind of people that are encouraging rioting. Now, I can't wrap my head around a mom and a dad taking their kids to something like that. My dad, I was probably 10 and I don't know, 77. There was some kind of riot going on in downtown Huntington, West By God, Virginia. And I can't remember when it was, but I was a kid uh maybe 11 maybe 12 and these group of uh rioters got around our 78 t-bird and uh started banging on it and well you know what my dad ran over people that day that's what happened (laughs) and he wasn't taking us to a riot but just happened you know back then you didn't have social media and you didn't know what was going on at the other end of town sometimes or most time well my hometown had protests for Mr. George Floyd nobody burned anything down in West by God, Virginia nobody threw rocks, threw windows of course You know, they're all there. And they've got their Black Lives Matter, their BLM. Now, see, BLM, when I see BLM, I see something. I see Bureau of Land Management. And so I see something wrong. Bureau of Land Management, I'm not impressed with. I haven't been impressed with those people for years, especially over the wild horses that they were murdering. Isn't that crazy? These people going out and Fetching horses out of the middle of the desert and killing them? Is that.? Well, um, this podcast will probably never be about the BLM. But anyway, that's what I think of when I see BLM. But I understand now it means Black Lives Matter. And so, here where they're trying to do the right thing, they're alienating people. As if nobody else's lives matter. And when I say something like that to those idiots, they immediately call me a racist. Of course, when anybody calls me a name, I call the same exact name right back at them. So, it, it, you know, so it, it, it's a vicious circle. They, they realize real quick that that's where that conversation is going now. Because I can be an adult, I can have a conversation. And my conversation is. There's more than black people, and there's more than black people that's being harassed and objected to criminal activities from police, I'm sure, you know, in any kind of city, anything. They're not looking out. I I realize they're not looking out for black people. I understand that. But you know what? They're not looking out for most people. Okay? They don't care for poor white trash, and nobody even likes to bring that up. Oh, well, you must be a racist if you're poor white trash. And that's another problem right there. People inferring to conclusion. It's where they get an idea about what's actually happened, about what you just said, and they just think the ending, and most people are wrong when they try to figure out something from just a little bit of information. Inferring to conclusion that I'm a racist when I say poor white trash matters. Don't forget about them. Poor Native Americans, they matter. Don't forget about them. Because, uh, you know, I, I've witnessed black people being subjected to things that they shouldn't be. But I've seen black people getting their just desserts for their efforts. Uh, I may have said, told this story before, but years ago, I was uh, dating a girl in my hometown. And uh, let's just say they were, they weren't wealthy by any means, but they were um, on the good side of the tracks in a very nice neighborhood and uh, I was sitting out on the front porch with uh, her dad and a couple neighbors that I knew because I'd, I'd been over there a few years I guess and uh, they come over and was like hey uh, we just want to talk about uh, that your next door neighbor's here, house here is for sale and understand uh, the black man is uh, made an offer on the house and we just want to get the rest of the neighbors online and sign this petition because uh, we don't want him living there because if we get a black person who lives in the neighborhood uh, it's going to make our house values go down well I was you know maybe 18 or 19 20 and I was immediately a little upset okay I'll tell you I was I was upset but my girlfriend's dad he, he was a pretty nice fellow, but I didn't really know how he was gonna act because these were these were neighbors of his but they they were also friends they've been raising all their kids were going, went to the same school these were friends of his and and sometimes did business with these guys and so uh, I was like, hmm, I wonder what he's going to say. And he said something to this effect. And he said, really? A black guy can't afford that house right next to me. And they're like, yeah. He's making an offer on it. He he wants to buy it. And he's like, really? A black dude can't afford that house next door to mine. And they're like, yeah. And he's going to make our house value go down. Can he sign this? And he said, uh, no. No, because if he can afford to buy it, then then he can buy it. (laughs) And he upset his neighbors and friends that day. And I have admired that man till today. I mean, I'll keep on admiring. He's still alive. Hardly ever seen him without a smile on his face anyway. But... Yeah, how about that? I thought that was pretty incredible. And I never really heard him, you know, say anything. I never figured he was a racist or a white supremacist. None of that really came around. I know that both him, uh, his son, and daughter went to, you know, grew up with uh, people on the other side of the tracks and, uh, well, I guess they were both on the same side of the tracks, but <laughs> the wrong side of the 8th Street. <laughs> but anyway, they, they went with to school with a lot more black people than I did. You know, my side of town didn't have a lot of blacks living in it. Not that we didn't have blacks living there. So I've always uh, admired my girlfriend, -girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, whatever, a friend of mine, I guess, that's been, you know, 30-some years ago. But I thought that was awesome. So those are the kind of people that are out there also. And he's a white guy. And guess what? He's still white. But they won't let you think or hear anything about that guy. But they want you to just think their way and there's no other way like well you must you have to just want Black Lives Matter or you're racist what's wrong with that picture what's wrong with these people that's why I'm like well we must have been infiltrated by commies and I don't know socialists I guess socialists is a what they are they don't they don't want too political but I, I don't understand how we get to the point where everything is burning down burn 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 but what do you do what can you do how do you talk to these people I don't know I just probably tell you not to talk to them. Because all they're going to do is talk at you. They're not going to listen to what you have to say. And if they... Because they shut you down. As soon as you say anything, you're uh, something else. If you're not black, you don't matter. And any of my Black Lives Matter people that I know. When I grew up around. I can tell you right now. That even the most ferocious Black Lives Matters. None of them lived anywhere around black people and didn't have anything to do with black people when we were growing up. And I know why, because black people scared them. When I was in basic training back in 1984, I got to go and be around black guys from all over the country. And a few Mexicans at that time, but they were always really away learning how to speak English. But I was around black guys. And I'm a type of guy that we can sit around and BS with. Okay? And well one night we were sitting there and a couple of the brothers asked me what the problem was with white people. They're like, you know, you're cool. You know, you don't seem, you don't act different around us. You act just like you do with a sergeant. You know, you talk to us the same as everybody else. What's up with the other white people? They always got to talk to us different. So I thought about it for a moment. And I gave him an answer. And this is what I said I said white people are afraid of you I'm not afraid of you because I grew up thinking we're all equal and that's the truth I think we're equal and well a lot of white people they're not raised that way I hear that and they say that but sometimes it, it's hard to believe it. Now these white people that are afraid of you, is what I told them, it don't mean that they hate you. It don't mean that they want you gone. They're just afraid of you. Of course this is 1984. I was like, no, look how you're represented everywhere and you sometimes you encourage this. And they're like, what? I was like, well, you like that gangster act, right? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, well, that kind of thing scares white people. You know, but white people, well, they've been gangsters thousands and thousands of years. And then I was like, and uh, most of my white buddies, well, they're scared to death because they probably they think your your VPP is just massive and it scares them. <laughs> like so this is all on you. You're going to have to change the size of your VPP and quit representing yourselves as gangsters. Now, of course, I was 17 in 1984. But that's the conversation we had and of course we laughed and we joked about me being stupid which I can be but what I can also be is honest oh yeah I can be honest and honesty is always the best policy Now, of course, I didn't have to ask the brothers why they were afraid of white people. Because I knew. I'd been around at that time. I'd been places. I'd seen racism. I grew up and saw, you know, KKK pamphlets. Now, of course, I was the guy that when he saw them, I took them and threw them away and dared him to say anything to me. And, uh,. And that's how I rolled at 17. I was a lot less forgiving <laughs> when I was seventeen. Though I was forgiving though, you know, I didn't start trouble. But I didn't appreciate that kind of message around me. I remember seeing a family member of mine. He came through the door with them in his hand. I'm like, what's that? Well, blah, 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 I'm like, here, watch this. What do you say about that when I ripped them up and threw them away? So don't bring that around here. It's like, Mama says we're all equal. How can we all be equal if some of us are less equal? It's always nice to think that you're better than someone. I mean, it makes you feel good if you're better than other people. I guess my BLM, Black Lives Matter, white people, they think that they're better now that they're holding up a sign. But that don't change anything. You know, that's not how you get change. they they'll, You go get that by running for office and starting local. Now I have always, always said that we need civilians checking the police force. And these civilians would rotate. They wouldn't be there day after day after day checking on these. These would be different civilians walking in and holding the policemen accountable. Now the police have gotten off the track. They think they're different than us and they're not you know those were all people I went to elementary school with some you know they become different they weren't the same people but they you know I guess you gotta get your head in a different area to be a policeman I don't know like I said I I wanted to be one for a few minutes and then I realized that I just be arresting half of my friends But, policemen are like soldiers, they take orders, so I wonder, you know, who gives those cops their orders, but you know, I really believe that there needs to be civilians in there, and not just whiny civilians, Ugh, not these, uh, you know, I hate to, like, divide us or whatever, you know, call them leftists or whatever. I'm not real big in the rightest either, the right wing or the left wing. Both of you are, you know, different sides of the same coin, I guess. You know, because some of these people, uh, they just hate Trump. And some people just love him. And of course, either one of them, I'm like, how can you hate that guy? You don't know him. You've only seen him a little bit on TV probably some of those ones that hated him probably sit and watched his apprentice show but I don't know these people are just and they just jump on something and they're all in on one thing for a minute they forget tomorrow comes But it all starts with your local politicians. That's where you do it. I think it was old uh, Johnny McMahon who said, "His mom said," and it was a few years ago on the old Iron Show. And I think I'm remembering it right. And uh, Johnny McMahon of the Radio Network.com and FrenchPanda.com come poke the bear. I believe his mom said something to the effect of uh, not to worry about things that are further than 30 miles from where you live and that changed the way I think about things because that's what's important is what's happening around you those are the places that 30 miles is things that you can have an effect on and make changes in you know, I can't change the system in Minneapolis. I'm living on top of a, the tallest mountain in Florida. <laughs> That's Crawford Mountain. You should see the view from up here. But what do you do with this? How do you. What do you do? I prefer try to ignore them and just go kayak you know I'm like yeah okay cop murdered somebody in Minneapolis all right well there was a bunch of people that got shot in Chicago nobody talked about cared about they could they've been doing that every weekend I've been seeing the count for Chicago weekend deaths for I don't know since Obama was president sometimes, sometimes, it seems that people, they get into like a, uh, a frenzy, like the piranhas right now, especially when I go to the, I won't call them friends, they're, they're on my friends list on Facebook. And when they make comments, I of course make comments or their articles they put up. I'll just make some, you know, like pushing out. I don't really say anything about what they're saying other than just reminding them of maybe somebody else that used to do that that they love. You know, like, well, Obama did that. And then they're like, well, you're racist. You don't even like Obama. And I'm like, well, no, I don't like Obama. I don't like any politicians. And uh, it used to really bug him. I'm like, well, he's not black. And they're like, yes, he is. I'm like, no, he isn't a black dude. His mom is white. That don't mean he's black when his mom's white. He's not the first black anything. Unless when a black guy and a white girl get together, they're black. I is, is that it? Can he be white? Just because he looked black, doesn't mean he's not white. That was something I, you know, I, I know I'm not as smart as most people. Definitely not the smartest guy in the room. But I'm like, what are you talking about? He's not the first black anything! Bill Clinton was the first black president, that's what I was told, way back when. So I had voted for a black guy in, what was it, 92. And of course if you say all lives matter, you're a racist. So, what do we do? What can we do to change that? How do you talk to someone who just wants to call you racist every time you open your mouth? I mean, I've looked up racist, and I'm clearly not on that list. I am, however, a recovering redneck. and I believe in God I believe in Jesus and I believe Jesus died and he came back he walked on water so and a lot of people think that when as soon as I say that my opinion doesn't mean anything cause I believe in fairy tales I'm like well you believe in Antifa yeah I did go off and tell a couple people today uh, on Facebook that their uh, Antifa mask was showing, but you know I guess I would should just I really should get off of Facebook. First, anything gets me fired up is is looking on there and looking at you know people that I grew up with. No one that I'm rolling on, you know, ninety percent of the principles of the same as them and I'm like what happened to your principals? Now of course I realize that people that I knew from high school has been 30 some years ago. You know they say people don't change but people do change. I'm definitely not the same well I won't say that. I'm mostly the same as I was when I was 17 or 16 but I've filled in a lot of blanks since I was 16 or 17 You know, there's a lot of things back then that on my chalkboard didn't have anything written down what to do in this situation, how do I handle that what's this going to be like well I've experienced a whole lot more than I have when I was 16 when I was 16 I had experienced a lot more than most 16 year olds and especially the ones that are around me I had climbed at the top of mountains by then most of the people I grew up with didn't climb mountains you know but 17, I'd been through basic training. Most people don't get a chance to do that. Most smart people wait until they're a little older. But I was definitely too young for that. But we definitely weren't allowed to be racist in the military. And they made a point about that. But after I was in there a while... You know, I'm going to be honest, they were a little racist and uh, sometimes I got out of trouble just because I was a white guy. And you know what, I let myself get out of trouble because I was white. But there was no black guys that got in more trouble than me because I would have, I'm not that guy. I would have definitely not sold out another soul for anything. I'm not that person. Oh yeah by the time I was 17 I'd already promised myself that I would never sell out cheap (laughs) I made myself a promise that when I was ever approached or had an opportunity to be bought out it was not gonna be cheap and guess what those offers come up and when they made their offer I told them this is what I was going to need which trust me it was ridiculous but it was uh, what it would be I was going to need to act like that and it was going to cost a lot and not just in money so I passed up things that could have made me A much more wealthy person. Oh believe me, if I'd have gone down that route, oh people, let me tell you, but guess what? I didn't because I had principles. And I still have principles. My grandmother told me to stick with my principles. like I said I've said it before I went to my grandmother my mama and I was upset because people just kept telling me that I was crazy that I was stupid about the things I cared about and I wasn't quite to the point of tears but I was almost on tears but my grandmother my dear old mama told me Bentley Craig you you have principles and people without principles will think you are crazy and she said you keep your principles and you keep acting the way you do and so I always have I always have. Yeah. Oh, and if you're out there, I guess uh, you can, if you're listening and you want to get a hold of me, you can do that at, uh, well, you have to find me on Facebook. And go to Messenger. And it's, it's Bentley Craig on Facebook, and then you can get into my Messenger and send me a message. Or if you want to email me, you can do that at bentleycraig at outlook.com. And please don't forget to poke the bear at frenchpanda.com. Poke the bear. You know, I kept hearing Johnny say that. And I think it just now dawned on me what poke the bear means. I mean, I know what it means, but if you go to the webpage, it frenchpanda.com you see a panda bear and on his belly is the play button and uh so you're you're poking the bear i get it i finally get it of course i could be wrong (laughs) but that's what i'm gonna go with so go poke the bear at frenchpanda.com So how about you? Are you scared? Like just now, I got a message from who knows, just two minutes ago and he says, uh, are you ready for war? Am I ready for war? I don't want to go to war. Who am I? No. Even when I went and joined the military, I didn't want to go to war. And uh, I've said it before, but since I'm on live. So when I was 17 and joined the military. And uh, of course I was 17. So I had to have my parents approval. And uh, went to my daddy. With the recruiting officer, and uh, of course, I remember him telling me that as soon as he saw that that was a recruiting officer, he's like, "Son, do you realize that man right there, sitting at our kitchen table, is the biggest liar that you're ever going to meet?" And he said it right in front of me. I mean, he probably went three feet away from him, pointed his finger right at him, so I knew who he was talking about. I mean, I realized. It was just us three in the room. But my dad pointed right at that uh, recruiter. Oh, and he was slick looking too. He had his dress greens on and ribbons. and Oh, man. He was proud. He looked good. But anyway, my dad pointed right at him and said, That, that man right there is the biggest liar you're ever going to meet. Can't believe a word he says. So whatever he has told you, he is lying about. And I know the recruiter got a kick out of that. Because he didn't recruit me. I went in with a couple other buddies of mine and we joined. Or we wanted to join, you know. And I told my dad, oh, he's not recruiting me. This is is the time. I can get in and out without getting shot at. my dad was like you can get in and out of the military without getting shot at. What makes you think that? What do you even makes you think that's possible? And I was like, well, Ronald Reagan is president. And I believed in my heart nobody was going to mess with us when Ronald Reagan was president. So I was like I can get in and out without getting shot at I was like I was like Bush uh, is gonna be the next president and nobody's gonna mess with him either but uh, oh boy I was wrong about that but I got out just before the first Gulf War so thank you, Jesus yes and I mean that I really mean thank you Jesus and God So I guess about the only thing I can do for George Floyd in Minnesota is just pray. Just pray about it. I think there's a a power to prayer I really do and it'd be really cool if like everybody all the Christians prayed about that pray about making us all better people make them see the way you know People will tell me, they'll call me out, well, you can't say something like that. You say you're a Jesus guy. Jesus wouldn't do that. I'm not Jesus. And if we had everybody trying to act like Jesus, the world would be a better place. Whether you believed in him or not. If you just tried to carry on and act like Jesus did, we would be alright. world would be awesome. But like, the Antifa freaks and the rioters and the looters. You know, Jesus tells me, I gotta love those people. I do. And if they're gonna come and steal from me, maybe I should give them the shirt too. Like, help them take the TV set out of the house. I, mean, I didn't say it like that, but that was kinda how I look at it, but I'm like, what? Man, it's hard to be. A Jesus guy. You know, my instincts would be to pull a pistol off my hip and shoot you in the face. If you're gonna break into my house and take my TV You know, and I'll be like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. Jesus is going to frown on it. My grandma, my mama, she wouldn't want me murdering somebody over a TV set. I'm supposed to love my enemy. Are those people my enemy? Well, some of those people doing the Black Lives Matter is people I grew up with. And I, I, had, I did have the opportunity to stay around the same area and grow up with the same group of people. So a lot of those people I haven't seen in 30 years. Some of them in 40 years because some of them didn't make it all the way to graduation before they went on somewhere else. But you know, there's people in my kindergarten class that, probably more than half or better that are on Facebook and some of those people have different opinions than me and somehow we grew up together and we're taught by the same people most always a lot of us all went to some of the same churches some people I grew up with some of them didn't you know and no matter what their opinions are I do love them, and I definitely would put my life on the line for any of those people. I'm very nostalgic for people and places, but I don't know if I I should be, but I am. I I love those people, they they helped me become the person that you are listening to now. On friendspanda.com go poke the bear. So am I gonna hate on people? And these people really only want the right thing. You know, it's not like they're, you know, the my protesting friends. I don't have a problem with that. You know, really, I mean, that's a constitutional right—is to be able to protest, go stand somewhere with your people and tell other people wait hey, we're tired of this but, you know it was just a few years ago they were all upset about Ferguson and doing this and the president at the time he could have changed a lot of things back then it didn't escalate so bad you know I'm not sure why but that president could have changed things to where it didn't happen. And I like to. Sometimes I believe that guy. Encouraged. Some of the things that we're seeing now. And. That's for a whole other different. Evening and. You know. Thinking. You know and, and thinking. And being honest about what you're thinking about. It's tough. You know. I, I wish I could have. 10,000 people sitting in front of me while I'm talking but I'm glad I don't it's a lot easier to be honest when it's just me and the dog hi Bailey what you doing buddy and my can of Pledge multi-surface cleaner (laughs) which I find myself talking to occasionally I just reach out towards it when I say I want to give you a hug I'm, I'm reaching towards the pledge multi-surface can. Johnny suggested a picture of a giant audience in front of me that would be cool. Maybe I'll have to get something like that. I was wanting a panda bear. But getting honest this thoughts and these are our thoughts and my thoughts and opinions hopefully have the ability to change and hopefully it'll change for the good you know maybe I'm I'm missing something you know up here on the top of Crawford mountain and my my point of view my perspective from up here I can't see everything you know I can I can see where it's at but I might just be looking over it it might be behind a tree or something I can't quite see everything so my opinions and my thoughts are apt to change. And and, and I, I I welcome you to uh, change my mind about something. Especially if you're upset with me. Because I'm not trying to upset people. I am trying to get people to think a little bit more than what they're used to because most people of course this is my opinion most people are they have tunnel vision about things there's a certain percentage of us that they only see this you know and I, and I know some of these people with this George Floyd in Minnesota in Minneapolis, and Minneapolis in the murdering cop So it just that is just uh I forget what I was getting ready to say. I apologize. See, this is tough to be honest. I got to looking at my dog and then a USB cord and <laughs> with an IOS thing on the end. It's like what is that doing there? Anyway I digress. I got to listen to Alex Jones say that he digressed a lot way back when. Especially back I don't know, two thousand and eight. I do not really listened to Alex Jones since two thousand ten. Maybe sooner than that, you know, two thousand nine. I occasionally click on him, but it just he's just always uh, hollering. I'm not big on that. He does say some outrageous things. I don't know what he's saying about Minneapolis and what's going on now, but a lot of those people, the, the sky's falling. Yep. The sky's always falling for some people. Of course people like that kind of thing so let me uh step off here for a second I'll be right back I'm we'll turn up the music just a little bit I gotta let my dog out he's, he's got that look on his face and uh oh there he goes scratching so I'll be back in two and two am I allowed to say that Biggest point though that I want to get across tonight and I haven't spent a lot of time talking about it, was that we're all equal. And everybody's life matters. But nobody's life matters more than anybody else's. Well, I take that back. I definitely think kids lives matter most of all. And then of course, I'm old school, recovering redneck, and I think women lives matter. And I don't care what color the kids are, or the women. I think that they come first. You know, once you get past your whole God and Jesus thing, and getting into other, but that's a whole other different, you know, I'm mumbling past that, okay? But the children and the women, And that was uh, something about the military when they started putting women on the front line. And you know people ask me, well, what do you think about that, Bentley Craig? And I'm like, well, I don't like the idea of that at all. That's the reason why there's men. And that's why we, we go to war is so the women and children don't have to go to war. And of course, that's just the way I was raised that is just my opinion you know what I'm saying but it's not like I don't think women are capable women are probably I'll be honest with you they probably make better warriors be better uh it should be theoretically better at shooting rifles throwing knives I mean technically women are usually should be in my opinion better than men that's been my experience with women and so I like women's basketball over men since technically when you watch women play basketball wow but see women don't have that ability to dunk so most people want to go see somebody dunk me I want to sit there and watch somebody with technical skills that are just awesome you know but they have to be I mean I do know that men are stronger than women and and more than just average I mean I think across the board and individual women may be stronger than most men but on average or more than average 99% of the time men should be stronger than women but women are pretty clever so that's not going to be it's not like uh, that strength matters they're more clever than we are, so, that makes up for being a little weaker. And I, personally, I like that women are soft. Thank you, women. I am, I admire women. And, uh, uh, of course, I haven't really seen lots of women out there, protesting, but I haven't watched a whole lot about that. That kind of stuff just really not protesting. I take it back. Rioting and looting with bad intentions. You know, there's already been more people murdered than were probably murdered by all the bad cops in the last few days. By these looters and rioters doing what they've done and I guess it's okay those people's lives don't matter to some of those people but George Floyd's lives never mattered to those people that are looting rioting course, I could be wrong maybe they love George I doubt it. I wonder if any of them could tell you their name. But if you're a rooter or a looter or rider and you're listening to Things Thought on Circle Drive at FrenchPanda.com If you're listening and you think I'm an idiot which I would I'll automatically agree with you but I'd be like well, what am I being about, idiot about this time it's to let me know that all you do you're doing that for George George would want you to do that of course I don't know George I don't know what he'd do um, some of the videos I've seen of him talking he didn't seem like the type of guy that was going to go out and throw a brick through a window and steal things that didn't belong to him and leave the place burning as he left like a bad action film I didn't get that from George I know I got a totally different vibe about him and he seemed like he's a good old fella Oh, but you know what? Well, now that I'm talking about when I was doing my little searching around, you know, I found out that that, uh, the guy that murdered George and George worked at the same place for 10 years together. They knew each other. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm assuming they knew each other because they worked at the same place in the same building for 10 years I'm just assuming they ran into each other. I guess that doesn't mean that they. Held hands and took long walks on the beach. But of course if that's what happened. That would explain what happened. You know a lover's quarrel. I could understand that almost. Alright I shouldn't have said that. That was probably rude but. I think out loud and I'm honest and. And uh. I don't know if I was trying to be funny when I said that. Nah. I wasn't trying to be funny. I was being serious though. Because I don't know those people. And I've only seen a little bit about each one of them. You know there's only... 10 minutes of George that I've seen. That I'm basing opinions on. I'm inferring to conclusion. On Mr. George and I guess I'm doing the same thing with the murderer I'm inferring the conclusion with him too because I really don't have all the information so I just fill it in somewhere and then come up with my own you know analysis so... But I did see whether also the looters were saying they were going to head out to the suburbia. And of course, if you're listening to this show, and I bet you have heard that, I was thinking, well, I don't know how that's going to work out for you. I'll be honest with you. Because, um,. Like I've said before on my podcast, if I walked out and I saw three or four cop cars in front of your house and they were taking you out, would I say anything? I don't know what they're there doing. You know, they may be there taking you out because something you said on the media or whatever. I don't know. But if I looked down the street and saw a bunch of bad intention people, Going up and down the street, don't think something, some protection thoughts would be going on. I don't know what i do, would I arm myself, and just sit at the door, would I walk down the street with a baseball bat, tell them to get out of that house. Would I shoot somebody? I wouldn't want to do that. I think I'd have to walk down there. Of course, I probably wouldn't take a baseball bat. But, uh... I don't know. But I wouldn't let a bunch of people go up and down the block tearing up stuff. Would I call the police? Well, I probably wouldn't, because that's that's not something i do. I'd hope that somebody else in my neighborhood would. I hope that somebody else would because I don't know if I would. That's just never been a thing I've done. If I call the police, I usually will look up the non-emergency line. (coughs) Pardon me. And do that. Maybe one of these days I'll have me a cough button. maybe one of these days I won't, maybe I'll just cough my microphone it'll catch something catch bad breath but I'm just I'm just hanging out, I don't know, this world am I ready for war? what kind of question is that? is that something we're all discussing? you know and I've heard people saying something about a race war for a couple of years and I'm like what are you talking about a race war you know I have got a couple of black people that I know and you know, a few months ago I spent a week or so in a, a black neighborhood in Tampa you know, I was me and my buddy doing some work on a house with we only white guys around. I didn't sit around and talk with the neighbors or anything, but uh, you know, I throw my hands up, people waved and were friendly, and you know, if we needed to say hi or whatever. That that kind of you know your casual human interaction thing happened, and it was all good. and I didn't. Feel like, there was anybody in that neighborhood that was hating on me, you know. Of course, there's probably was because there's percentage of everybody that's buttholes, whether you're white or black or whatever, they still got those same percentages. And I like to lump everybody together in my book. I don't really think it was, you know, is that a black guy or a white guy or whatever. You know, I think of first of all that we're all Americans, we're born here in America, we're American. When I try to tell stories about people, if there's a man of collar, I try to word it to where I don't say that it was a black guy that was doing this. You know, I'm like, hey, I saw a guy, he was doing this. And then sometimes people are like, well, is that a white guy or a black guy? And I'm like, well, it was a black guy, but what does that matter? <laughs> what does that matter? Well, I understand when you're telling talking to a policeman... You know, you need to get a description of somebody. and be like, well, he wasn't white. (laughs) But was he white or black? And i will be like, well, he wasn't a white guy. I don't know what he was. But he didn't look like a white guy. And of course, you know, he looked black, but hey. I don't know. I just don't think that that's relevant. And the fact that they just kept saying that Barack Obama. He's the first black guy to blah, blah, blah. He's the first black guy to do that. First black guy to do that. I'm like, no. See, first of all, it doesn't matter. It's already been done. The first person that did it's done it. It shouldn't matter. You're the first person or whatever. It doesn't matter. Of course, it's my opinion. But I think because we have to segregate everybody into little boxes, I guess, you know, I, I stereotype people, I suppose, it mostly, I don't know, but I, I stereotype hillbillies, and rednecks, and thugs, and white trash, and those were all white people that I was talking about. I definitely know more white thugs than black thugs. You know, I just wasn't around many black people. And that was something else I remember. You know, when I was talking to my brothers back in the military, you know, I told them that there was just really too many white people for me to hate on that I know than to go out looking for black people that I don't know to hate on. And there was black guys I was in the military with that I didn't like. It wasn't because they were black. They were just dicks. But you know what? I was a dick when I was in the military. Everybody was. To some extent. Well, not everybody. But some people were alright. Of course there's always people that are just cool, get along, and they've always impressed me and, and most time I can get along with anybody. I guess until I get around somebody like me then I don't like me (laughs) I've been told that I'm like man I don't know what it is about that guy he didn't say anything to me he didn't do anything he didn't touch me but I just don't like him and then one of my friends will be like well man he he reminds me of you (laughs) I'm like well maybe that's why I don't like him can't be two of me in the same room it's hard to be unique when you got somebody just like you sitting beside of you and i like being unique i think we're all individuals and we all got our special powers my special power is to say no no and i wish you could have that and my other special power is I am a bad dog. I am the original protester. Okay? I would have been in a lot better position in life had I not been a protester. But I protested, you know, to owners of companies. Face to face. No. You know, so, uh, here I am talking in my garage talking to you you know I did that because I love you I also realized some people weren't going to have the opportunities that I was going to have I knew some black people were going to have it rougher than me now, there was that I grew up in a neighborhood, though, like I said earlier, that I was definitely less than black. Black people were a step up above from where I come from. And I know it might be hard to figure, to understand that that's even possible. But it happens. There's some white people that are not looked at right. And like I said, my neighborhood was one of them. And there wasn't anything wrong with that neighborhood. But these people just thought differently. Well, my neighborhood, we we were all bad dogs. We would bite the hands that feeds us. You know, It might feed us, but that hand might slap us. And just because you gave us something, doesn't mean you got to slap us and get away with it. We're going to bite you. Now, of course, Jesus doesn't say anything at all about biting. So be a bad dog. Now, of course, being a bad dog and biting, that's all metaphoric, right? You understand that. Biting sometimes means pointing your finger in someone's face and telling them something under your breath that nobody else can hear. So, I've always been a protester. I guess it's in my blood, and to my principle, is to tell people no. Like, I I know me. If I was anywhere around in Minneapolis, I'd have said something. I'd have probably got beat on. No. I have said things. I've been told by police to go away while they were talking to my friends or people I'd seen on the street I'm like no I don't have to I don't have to do what you say officer I'm standing on a public sidewalk now of course they've changed things I don't know if I can say that and get away with it now but 10 years ago probably the last time I had law enforcement in my face or I was in their face telling them that they can't do something you know and I've told police officers just because you say so don't mean it's true you are allowed to lie to me you don't owe me the truth at all so when I do hear policemen talking I don't really believe them because I know they're allowed to lie to me and to you And that's just one-on-one individual policemen I've had them say all kinds of things to me over the years dark alleys lit up boulevards I never had any of them take me now I was being real cute one day when I was about 16 with a West Virginia State Police officer and uh, He gave me the option of leaving or him pulling me through the window and beating my ass to a pulp right there. What do you want to do? I'm like, well, I think I'll leave. Of course, I knew something. I had a friend of mine with me and he got a big kick out of me leaving because he knew by nature I was a bad dog. He knew by nature and he could have put money on me telling that cop something else. But he would have lost that bet because I knew something about West Virginia State Troopers and they were not to be trifled with. And him giving me that offer was, you know, a last ditch for him too. You know, I was 17 or 16 and I'm telling you, I know me. I was a little mouthy, smart, arse fella. So I was like, you know what? I think I will leave. And I did. And I didn't get pulled through a window. Because I didn't know that that man was going to pull me through the window. And beat on me. I knew he was going to do it. I wasn't. uh, Nearly man enough. Now if someone says something like that to me now. (laughs) That would be a different story. I'm. Not 16 anymore. But Yeah. So I've had cops say that, and I've had cops say all kinds of things, but i uh, never had to do this as a black person. <clears throat> oh yeah, and even when my hometown is equal, and I like to think people are, there was a uh, new policeman back then on the forest that were, they came across pretty racist to me. Oh yeah, I mean I've heard them talk about being in the KKK. How are you allowed to be in the KKK and be a policeman? That can't be a good thing. you know, unless i wanted to go run for office. It wasn't a secret. You know, why doesn't the police police themselves? And that's why I think, you know, there need to be civilians that run through and keep an eye on things. You know? You know, give the cops a couple minutes head start and civilians show up. You know, that's why I always liked the police scanner. You could hear and see, you know, what they're doing. But, of course, I guess bad guys can do that, too. But how are we supposed to keep an eye on police and we let them get astray, have we? Did the policemen used to be just lovely guys back in 1920? 1842 were policemen just wonderful? course, I don't think we had policemen in 1842, but they had all. They've always had some kind of local something going on, some kind of law enforcement, and sometimes people used to police themselves. Oh yeah, I was uh just checking to see. Uh, where are we? Oh, my. i tell you what I'm going to do. I kind of like this a little better. But anyway, I digress. See, I have a, an attention span sometimes. It's not trustworthy. It's really good when I'm driving. Oh, yes, it is. And another thing, I don't know if I told you today how much I love you. I love you. If you're listening, I love you. I think you're awesome. I also want to let you know that you are the most rare creature in creation. Oh, yeah. If you're listening to Things Thought on Circle Drive... Because you are listening to the number one least listened to show in the universe. So it makes you even more rare. You're pretty rare. And special. So don't forget that. Just, I love you. Alright, I might be getting too mushy, but you're okay with me. And if you need to get a hold of me, you can do that at Bentley Craig. At Outlook. Dot com. And you can also find my podcast on the old uh, Friends Radio Network.com at anchor.fm. Don't forget to poke the bear. That's right, poke the bear. So, I wish I had some kind of words. Of wisdom of course it's always to do unto others you know how it goes now see if I take that literally and sometimes I have is to do unto others I do unto others as I would have them do unto me okay I'm a nice guy to people And I assume, and that's a funny word sometimes, but I assume that other people feel the same way about that. You know, they want to treat me the same way they want to be treated. Right? Does that make sense so far? So, sometimes, being a recovering redneck, and even though I was wished I could be just like Jesus. I'm not Jesus. Things get into my head sometimes. But if I take that same analogy, you know, I'm doing unto you as I want you to do to me. So I'll polite. I'll open the door for you. I'll offer you the last slice of pizza, the last can of Coca-Cola. And I'm going to assume that you'd probably do that with me. You see the last piece and be like, "Hey, Billy Craig, you want this?" And I'll be like, "Nah, you go ahead. You can eat it. It'd be cool." So if I take that same thing and I put it with the rioters and the looters, so it must be okay to go to their house and throw stuff to their windows, bust open their front door and go in there and take their stuff which probably somebody else's but would that be okay is that cool am i allowed to go loot the looters cause that's how i roll that's the kind of thinking i do i'm like well man let's find out where this guy guy lives and go take it back he wants us to do that look at him it's how he wants to be treated look how he treats other people, and by he I mean he or she, but not who knows or she knows, but that's the kind of mentality that I try not to get to, but it should be, you know, that should be okay, but I guess that's against the law, right? I can't break into somebody's house and take things that they've stolen from me, You know, wouldn't that be funny see a couple employees at Target showing up at people's houses and taking stuff back that's the kind of world I would live in I don't have a problem with it you know you can probably find every single one of those looters and rioters and you know if you believe everything you see on TV or movies or whatnot they got all the special powers and They should be able to find most of those people. Let's just go to their house. Throw a rock through the window. Take their stuff. Or take your stuff back. If they took your stuff. But I guess it doesn't matter. Like I said. They must be treating you the way they want to be treated. And It doesn't always have to be you treating somebody. Remember I talked to you about... Speaking to people in their own language Sometimes, you know how do you speak to looters well, in their own language of course I'm not asking you or telling you to go do anything that foolish I'm just being cute I suppose I'm just thinking the only thing I want you to do is to help me was my protest. I started talking about a protest a while back and it's the silent protest that's where ten thousand people in each town go to city hall stand out in front of it and not say anything. Don't bring a sign don't say a word just mingle among yourselves and whisper to yourselves Stay there about 10 minutes. And then everybody, before you leave, you point at the building. You point at City Hall. Everybody in unison. Give it the old point your two fingers at your eyeballs and then right back at the building. Let them know you're watching them. Because they know what they're doing wrong. They know it. You know they're doing it. They, you don't have to go to City Hall and tell them if they know what they're doing wrong if they don't know well then they shouldn't be in office but of course they're adults and there's no way you can tell me that those people don't know what kind of flim flams they're running or what's wrong so we don't have to tell them anything just point at them and we can do it again next week maybe a few other times but I think this you know if everybody did that on a day fill up the little plaza in front of the front door at City Hall stand there and not say a word Just give them the two fingers to the eyeball. Point at them. We're watching you. We're on to you. Don't have to say anything. My mom could do that. She could just look at me. She didn't have to say a word to me. I knew. (laughs) Maybe we can just get a bunch of moms to go give politicians that look. I know. and There's nothing wrong with that all the women, sometimes I think that would speak more than anything is if 10,000 women showed up out front. I'd be scared to death. I will tell you that much right now. You know, one woman? Sure, I could take care of just about any woman in the whole wide world by myself, but two of them? Woo! Two upset women, they got something planned or bad intentions no thank you. Can you imagine 10,000 women being silent and pointing their fingers at the politicians at every courthouse in America? That blow their mind. It would scare them to death. None but women. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. That would change the world. That's how much power I think women ultimately have. They could do it with just a look. But I've also talked about protesting by not doing anything. Don't go to Target. Don't go to the Walmart don't go to anything corporate don't go to Disney or walk down or if you're at somewhere like that like at a a certain time on a certain day we don't do we don't go in to those stores we go to any you know local mom-and-pops or whatever or stock up the day uh, before or maybe go the day after but just don't do don't buy anything from Walmart for four hours and that would change the world So you could just, you know, I'll post this and you could share it or you could just tell your friends. Just tell one person and get them to say something. Or we could all do it. Can you imagine? Man, that'd be awesome if 10,000 women filled every courthouse yard in America and said nothing. That'd be the most beautiful thing that ever happened in this world. For babies being born. Cause that's pretty cool too. Babies being born. That's right, man. That's like women. They give life. And I always thought my mom could take my life. She said that a few times. And I believed her because, you know, she gave me life. Oh yeah. Come on, women. You can do it. You can change the world and all you have to do is give them that look that you all have you know sometimes it can be frightening like I'm out of here I've seen women, girls I've known and when they gave me that look I'm like okay a guy couldn't give me that look I'd tell him hey what are you looking at me for? <laughs> will you give me those let look? I wouldn't tolerate that from a man but I would just be scared to death getting that look from a woman we all know what it is, it's something that they have it's just a look because everybody's life matters but it doesn't matter to some people, nobody's life matters they're screaming and doing things like that and burning down that that just gives those people more power they love it when you act like that i don't i don't like it when you act like that but some people do because that means that they'll get to change some kind of law get more power you know I, I don't know if i talked about it on my show but it was the 1807 insurrection act I called it the other day. Said it was coming soon on my Facebook page, and uh, I believe Oh uh, Mr. Uh, President Trump is uh, has called it out. Wow, 1807. I don't even. I I don't have that much media in the last. I haven't checked it out a whole lot to be honest with you so I heard something need to check that out see what's going on but if that actually went through 1807 that's that act that's no bueno for those rioters and looters things get ugly for them if they keep it up Then I still got people saying, are you ready for war? No, say no to war. I'm more of a hugs guy, not, not gun guy. I don't want to go that route. I don't want to let that beast out. I don't want to see this world come to a screeching halt. But if it does, you all come find me at the top of Crawford Mountain. Because I plan on taking it over if things start to burn around here. I'm going to be in charge. Oh yeah. I think I'll be in charge. If uh, civil order is no longer, well, it'll be tough. Jesus might be mad at me. I have enjoyed being civilized my whole life I've enjoyed it and these people want to take that away from me that's kind of what I'm seeing but come on women you can do it you can save the world you you all have the power. I, I believe that. I didn't really think about that until, you know, when I was thinking out loud here on Things Start on Circle Drive. That something like that was even possible. But I think it is. I think it's more than possible. That is, like, you all have power and you just don't know it. You've been oppressed. Women have been oppressed. Yes, they have. 'Cause uh 'cause their lives matter. I mean, I've seen women being abused my whole life. You know, everybody gets abused, but I've seen women get it. Of all shades. I've seen a few men get abused. But <laughs> well, you know what? You gotta walk it off if you're a man. You know, if you're if you're a man, you gotta walk it off. Women is wrong women women can change the world I hope I can count on you but anyway if you need to get a hold of me you can do that at Bentley Craig at outlook.com don't forget to poke the bear at friendspanda.com you're listening to Things Stott on Circle Drive. Coming to you live from the very, very tip-top of Crawford Mountain. And until next time, I'll see you then.